Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. The seaweed is always greener. Mm, 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 mm. It's a catchy one, man. Yeah. Yeah. The whole uh, fucking soundtrack. The whole it's a banger. It's you it cannot be beat. Right? Truly. Everyone remembers every word. For every Little Mermaid song. Yep. I do. I I, just, I feel like I saw that movie twice in my childhood. Yeah. But I know every every word. There he sees her. Look at her across the way. Yeah, yeah, like everyone knows all of <laughs> the it. The fucking fluke when the fluke's like, yeah, yeah, Dude. it's so good. Yeah, but that's the, so funny yeah. to think that it's a banger. It's so weird to have rewatched it and be. Well, I'm a little mad about it. I don't know about you. Yo, well, do you want to say what up and then we oh, can get into Little Mermaid? Yeah. Okay, bet. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget, but this time I remembered. <laughs> What's up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? What what a wild, whirly, wonderful weekend it has been. What a whirlwind of a couple of woos. I feel reset. Like I feel like I held both sides of my ears. You know, if I put both fingers in my ears yeah. as a way to like turn off my brain, the same way you would turn off a screen for a phone. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like I turned off my screen in my head. You hard reset your... I hard reset my fucking brain. I put my nice. fingers in my ear for a hard reset, and I feel great. Do you know what happens if you put fingers in your ears and hold your nose and swallow at the same time what happens you turn inside out no i can't right now <laughs> i don't have time right now yeah it's cool though you should try it sometime i'll do it again i'll do it sometime from the mouth out yeah you know you you like just kind of wink out of existence for a second i see yeah so huh that's cool yep <laughs> resetting brains huh yeah, yeah i said it was cool i feel really um you know so two days basically without tech Kind of, I I feel like the main thing that happened for me was that I let go of something that I didn't know I was holding on to, basically. What what does that mean? Like, I felt like, uh, it's like when you have a cut and it's a little bit infected and swollen and you're like, it doesn't really bother you, but you don't know that it's, you know, it bothers you a little bit. It's in the back of your brain a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And And then all of a sudden when it feels better because like the pus leached away or it kind of healed and then you're like oh fuck that was really bothering me Mm -hmm. it was like that like I was just kind of living with this like infected brain (laughs) that I didn't know was really bothering me because of all the stress and anxiety and weirdness of the constant things that are pouring in right now that is the perfect description of taking a fucking screen break which is what we did we haven't said yet right just to give context although it's probably going to be the title or some shit you probably (laughs) already know but we took a pre-planned very important, much-needed screen break for 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's like a fucking... It's like the pus leaching away from your goddamn brain. That's the... Yeah. So well said. Best way I can put it. I didn't know how much pain my head was in until I just stopped looking at my email, texts, social media, reading the news, and doing anything but, like, kind of just puttering around the house, cooking, eating, playing backgammon with you, and, like, reading a magazine on my couch. That's it. That was it. And the pus is gone. Yeah. Fuck yo. It only took two days. Yeah. It's if if you're listening and you're thinking about it, um, we're gonna go over some like tips, tricks, and how we plan for it. Use what you want. Throw away the rest. But 
everyone should do this, especially right now, because I kept trying to get work done and I couldn't get anything done. And then I'd be back on my phone scrolling and then I'd kick my own ass for not getting anything done. And then I'd try and get something done and then I'd be back on my phone and then it's seven in the morning and I sleep till three. And it's just like, it's a hell that I don't even know how I got into it and I couldn't get out. Mm. Fucking brutal. Do you feel unstuck now? Well, not only do I feel unstuck, I just realized how lame social media is. <laughs> like, it's for losers. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Say more. Uh, well, I mean, I had to break my screen break to call my mom mm-hmm. and say, what up, Wendy? Happy Mom's Day. Yeah. And when I did, we were on the phone. And so before I talked to her so that I could actually talk to her and not be on my phone scrolling, I did all the things I would do normally yeah and so i checked my email i looked at instagram i looked at facebook i looked at twitter and it's all just dumb like there's nothing there of importance you didn't miss anything i didn't miss anything and the things that i might have missed i don't know i missed and i don't give a fuck that i missed them and even if it was a big thing that you missed it's okay that you fucking missed it because you'll find out about it tomorrow right well that was what we were talking about on day one i was like yo if ruth bader ginsburg dies while we touch wood touch don't wood. have our <laughs> while we aren't on our screens yeah what good am I? What good is it going to be to know right now? Like, it doesn't nothing. change anything. All yeah. it's going to do is make me read the news and the same types of news over and over, and then try and come up with a viral like take that might get me some notoriety uh, for something incredibly tragic. Like what a disgusting hole to for, go down. Yeah, for me, that kind of knowledge of something terrible like that happened would just punch me in the gut. But I, there's nothing I can do about it. Like I think. We were talking about this last night. And I was saying, you know, obviously it's very important to get updates about something like the uh, the virus, like, yeah. you know, and health updates and like natural disasters and all that kind of stuff. But just to hear bad news that all you day, can't do anything about that yep. won't change your life apart from making you feel stressed and anxious to step away from that for a moment and be like, it's OK if I don't know, if I just don't know for a couple of days, mm-hmm. that's OK. And I have done some things around the house that I've just really enjoyed that without picking up a phone. It's been fucking awesome. It is. And on Mom's Day on that tip, like the other thing about taking a no screen time during this, I had a weird twang of 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 um, responsibility to post her a picture of my mom mm-hmm. on on like Instagram or something. And then I was like, why? That's like I know people listening to this probably did it and it comes from a place in their heart that is lovely and because they love their mom. Of course. But I was just like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to miss anything by not posting a picture of my mom that I'm going to delete two days later Yeah. because it was of the moment that I felt an obligation to do it. And then when I went on Instagram and scrolled and saw all the pictures of the moms, I didn't really care. I don't know your mom and I'm, it's not about me anyway. But so not me a- not looking at it doesn't, also doesn't matter. So me posting it mm-hmm. is about me and my mom, but it's also low key about I hope I get like 200 likes from people, mm. which isn't about my mom. And then me looking at other people's moms, I don't really know your mom, so I don't really care. And so I feel right. like I didn't miss anything by yeah. not being on social media for Mother's Day and feeling those and not feeling those responsibilities for the first time was fucking awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. Sorry, I don't care about your mom, but you know. Well, that's not it though. No. I mean, I think what you're saying is Uh, I didn't feel more connected because I saw your mom. Right. And so here's the thing that I think, though, is is 
because I'm just putting myself in the shoes of someone who doesn't know you who's hearing all of this for the first time. It's like the zeal of the newly converted, right? Do you know about that saying? I've never heard of that. Okay, so the zeal of the newly converted is what always puts me off someone who discovers something for the first time and then they're like all about it. And it I always find it like, you know, for instance, like if we take this sort of like tech break, like you and I are fucking all about it right now. Right, we were dedicating a whole episode to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like we're fucking freshly converted. We have the zeal of the newly converted. We are zealous about how fucking great this is. But we have to temper that with remembering, at least for me, like when someone else finds out something awesome about something and they're trying to tell me all about it, I'm A, suspicious, and B, don't care. Yeah, <laughs> such a good point because I do feel elite right now and that is a big turnoff. And it's, well, it's just, I remember Ben Sinclair. Do you know Ben Sinclair? from High maintenance, High- yeah. yeah. So he stepped away from Instagram. I don't know if he still is off Instagram, but he posted something about it and it was this incredibly well thought out um statement that just was about you know how it had changed his life not for the better and how he needed to step away from it and how he really believed that art would prevail and all this stuff and I remember reading it being really impressed with how well written it was and also like kind of low-key just being like ugh, but shut up Yo, you know yeah. just get off into Instagram if you know like what a weird take though because I'm a huge fan of Ben's yep like I love his fucking work I really loved the statement that he put up but then there was some part of me that just resented it and it's that weird part of me that resents when someone like loses 30 pounds and starts talking about their fucking diet plan or mm-hmm. you know when someone finds something that works for them like someone who's like I got sober you should get sober too and I'm like fuck off and then I drink like more you know right. what I mean yeah because like don't tell me what to do I'm <laughs> or, an artist yeah 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 I I just have that very um deep knowledge of how I've reacted to friends who have found things that work for them and so I'm very mindful of that right now as I talk about something that really mattered to me changed my life worked for me great well I think I'm more I we can get into all the things that we did that worked but I'm really interested in going down this rabbit hole with you Uh because why do we hate when people get excited about making themselves better because it makes us aware of the fact that we are somehow less in that moment because we're not, uh, we're behind them. We're a step behind and them. And nobody wants to be a follower. Right. And no, and everyone wants to have like the freedom of I'm doing it on my terms at my time, not because someone else told me yeah. it's better for me. Like it can feel very inspiring to see a friend change their life in whatever way, you know, yeah. get fit or find a meditation practice that's amazing. Like I have a friend who's living on an ashram right now for a year without like any contact with the outside world. Wow. Fucking amazing. Changing her life. Also, I remember when she announced that she was going to do that, I was like, ugh fine you know like yeah totally like and it's so crazy that like resentment that pops up that I really do want to examine a little bit in myself always Mm -hmm. because it has stopped me from doing things because I dig in my heels I'm like well nobody can tell me you know we both do we say no before we think about whether we actually want to or not and then we think about it and sometimes it is a no but sure many other times I'm like actually I'll do that yeah and I have to I have to I, I always say actually and then, mm. yeah, instead of taking stock over if I actually want to do it or not. It could have been a yes. Could have been a yes, right? Yeah. Off jump. You Okay, so you remember right when we met, like, we hadn't been hanging out long at all. And I went to a Depeche Mode concert. And I got fucking lit up by how good it was. I felt like I was on some fucking crazy psychedelic. I was not. I had, like, had a glass of rosé with my friend Natalie who took me to the show. But I was so, my brain was so lit up by the endorphins. It was 2 in the morning and I called you and I said, will you go to Malibu with me? Mm-hmm. And you said yes. Yes. 
And you like, we drove out to Malibu. I We barely fucking knew each other. You texted Ryan to let him know where you were going just in yeah. case you didn't come back. Yo, I've read murder stories. You got to take a picture and you got to send it to somebody and be like, this is who I'm with. This is the time. This is the location. Just in case. And we went to fucking Malibu and like watched the starlit sky and talked all night and then drove back at sunrise. And it was so fucking cool. And I remember you saying to me later, like, I would never have said yes to that normally. I don't know why I did. And I, I was like, don't know. Are you... Like, but we're both glad that happened. And I I would normally never call some person that I barely fucking know to be like, will you go to the beach with me at two in the morning? Yeah. Ever. Because it could be construed as insane. Or yeah. on my end, I just wouldn't answer. I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Was that like unhinged of me to call you at two in the morning and gamble on the fact that you'd A, be up and B, say yes to my crazy supposition that you might want to hang? Like, you know, and yeah. we were both right because we we're like, cool, we do want to hang. We have like a fun connection and whatever. But like... I don't know. That yes was a big uh, yes when it could have been a no. Yeah. Well, that's why when you suggested this tech break, and I knew I needed it because my brain was straight up applesauce, and I couldn't hold a thought. I couldn't hold a thought anymore. Like all my, everything I was sending out into the world through social media was like half-baked ideas that were just like filling a moment in time because I had no, I didn't know what else to do. And I just wasn't having any good thoughts any positive thoughts. I was so filled with anger and I was just stuck and I could feel my mind like just dissolving and falling out of my fucking nose. And so when you suggested the tech break, it was an immediate yes, but I, but I, I also was like, how can I say it? Super apprehensive to do it because I didn't know what to do with my time. Yeah. And I was real scared to be with alone with my thoughts right now. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, shit. But like in a very, I think, t- typical of you way, you went harder than I did. Like you were like, okay, so I'm shutting off my, and I was like, oh, you're turning your phone off? Like, yeah. I texted my parents yeah. and I said, I'm turning my phone off for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Skywrite if you need to get a hold of me. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. There will be no emergencies, but in case there is, you'll find a way to find me. Otherwise, And the other thing that I thought was neat was that we decided like, are there any, so we need to obviously have some way of, you know, spending time other than fucking staring at each other. So we have books, we have games and can we have music? And we're like, well, we can have music. We should also be able to like watch a movie. And my rule was when I was on the boat, that was my time where I was unplugged, but I still had things to sort of like fill up my picture. Yeah. So it just meant for me, it was like this exercise was like going camping or going out on a boat where you can't contact the outside world. So you just have whatever it is that you bring with you or like going to Burning Man or whatever. So you can have everything that you brought with you at your disposal. But if you didn't pack it Friday night and you wake up Saturday morning and you leave. Tough shit. You can't go back for it. You can't turn on your phone real quick to check that recipe that you forgot to print out. Right. So that was the part that I knew was that was most exciting was we made a list of 10 movies that we wanted to watch if we wanted to watch something uh-huh. and then we looked up what each of those movies what platform it was on so that it was a quick one-to-one no we scrolling to, no scrolling because jesus christ i'll <laughs> scroll for fucking hours and then end up watching like another food show you mm-hmm. know what i mean and then we made a list of 20 albums in case we wanted music while we cook mm-hmm. or anything like that and that was it that way the only time you're online or doing it is to like pull up that thing and there's no wavering from those 20 albums and there's no wavering from those 10 fucking movies and that to me was like the exact right type of preparation for something like this for me it was so neat to wake up 
uh, today, Sunday, and like big, big coffee. Oh, <laughs> Wake- no. <laughs> wow. Wow. Coming back online. I baked my You're brain. like Wally when Wally, Wally doesn't remember who she is yet. Which was one of our 10, which was fucking great. We smoked fucking sugar top buttery and watched Wally last night, and my heart was full. <laughs> fucking awesome. Also, shout out Sugar Top. Those guys are fucking growing good weed. Um, it was great to wake up this morning. Okay, well, the reason that I had something to do this morning was because we played backgammon last night, and I lost. Whipped uh, you. You fucking kicked one one game. You whipped my ass. I, also, <laughs> I kicked your ass the rest of the night. It was like nine to two, but the one that I won <laughs> counted. So the deal was that I had to make breakfast, and so I got up and was like, well, that's going to be fucking awesome, and I have 10 albums to choose from, and I don't know where our list of... Or 20 albums to choose from. And our list of, it was really interesting, our list of movies and albums that we didn't look up at all. We just sort of like said them on Friday when we were preparing to do this. Mm-hmm. It was like a kind of a neat list. And so I got up today and listened to Passion, which is Peter Gabriel's soundtrack for The Last Temptation of the Christ, which came out in 1989. For me, that album was one of the first times that I got really high and rode around in a car with a friend and just listened to an album from start to finish. Wild. And Wild so, choice on a Sunday. Super fucking connected to it. And it was so fucking beautiful. If you have not heard this album, Peter Gabriel invented the sound bath before sound <laughs> baths were a thing. Start to finish, it is the most glorious fucking ambient instrumental piece of fucking work. Listen to it. I listened to it twice all the way through and uh, made uh, some delicious shrimp and eggs. Fuck, that's so funny. Yeah. Peter Gabriel invented the sound bath. You fucking hell. There's one where I was listening to it and it was just like this. And I was like, I could feel like my kidneys vibrating. And I was just thinking of all of those times I've like laid on a rug with an eye mask in some, you know, like with a crystal bowl. cave. And, yeah, you know, yeah. like, and it's awesome. I love sound baths. I'm not making fun of them at all. I think they're really fucking beautiful and important. But like before they were a thing mm-hmm. and you paid money for that, just, you know. And no, Listen Peter to music. Gabriel's not in white linen pants, walking barefoot across the stage. Uh, he probably heel was. Heel toe, heel toe. You think he so? Might, he might have been. I don't. I don't even know what the dude looks like. So, uh, I, I highly likely about. to be in linen pants and barefoot. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but it's fucking great. Like truly, like I think that was the thing about our list of albums too. Is that I, I the ones that I added I was like I want to listen to these as an album mm-hmm. they're not singles they're fucking start to finish Which, I mean some are essentials but as a fucking album yeah when do you do that for yourself you don't I go on Apple Music and I find like Rap Life and yeah. I just hit play and I try and stay up to date on the 30 hottest singles from 30 new artists and when I find one I really love I'm like who, oh who did that and it was like oh it was Tyga and that was that's who, how I go who's the uh, uh Ruddy Rich do you the know box. his album? Have you listened to the album? I haven't. And he didn't even have a single for that album until oh, the yeah. box. And the box was the last thing they made. And they made it in like two hours and put it out. And it's the number one. And I have no idea what the rest of the album sounds like. Fucking interesting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's like TikTok, Vine, like everything is 15 second chunks. Yeah. Down to like one, I listen to one song over and over and repeat. I, I haven't heard a full album until you played uh, um, Passion of Jesus. Is, um, <laughs> it's just called Passion. Sound Bath. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah okay well let's go through it let's what do you want? I see you look into do, the list yeah well do you like my handwriting it's cool right it's fucking interesting i tried to do like is. graffiti it's i mean i don't know what most of it oh i, I see that you wrote uh, metallica and justice for all though like that was do a you think people want to hear what our 20 albums are that we chose for this yeah rattle through them real quick okay i can do it real quick yeah la traviata it's an opera 
I can't believe the first one you chose was an opera. When the fuck have you ever listened to an opera? When Never. Not, I, l- yeah. I love it. I just also like, I, I love what I love about what this green time break is teaching me mm. is there are different ways for me to treat myself. And sometimes the best way to treat myself is to like break a habit and within that breaking of that habit, do things that I would never do otherwise to really break the habit. And that's what I learned when you were like, the first thing I'm putting on the list, a fucking opera. Because it never would have occurred to me in a million years to change my own personal algorithm while getting off the algorithm, if that makes any sense. It does. Yeah? Yeah. Change your algorithm. Fucking, Fucking yeah. Fucking yo. Do it up. Um, the next one is um, uh, Fetch the Bowl Cutters. Yep, Fiona of Apple. Of course. Um... Uh, John Prine's greatest hits. Yeah, John Prine just uh, passed away. He was like a fucking legendary, um, you know, along with David Crosby and, you know, Neil Young. Like that that level of like fucking American icon, songwriter and singer. Got it. Yeah. Never heard of him. Um, See? (laughs) All right. Uh, Kendrick's Butterfly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joni. Joni Mitchell Blue. Joni Mitchell Blue. Mm Mm-hmm. Another you know one. Who Joni Mitchell is. Oh, absolutely. So Blue is her one, like some would argue, the the album. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then you chose A.T. Aliens. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> one of us chose one of us chose AT aliens. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> and Jenna Jenanisi? Oh, the Nocien by Eric Satie. What it's is that? Classical. Classical music. Yep. And then I chose a single, one single. Oh. The Scots. Travis yeah, Tra- Travis Scott. Tra- Travis and Kid Cudi's new song The Scots is fucking 2 minutes and 10 seconds of perfection. I love it so much. And then of course Kid Cudi. Um, Rhythm Saints. Rhythm of the Saints by Paul Simon. Okay. Which I heard, I put on this afternoon when I was like reorganizing my um, shelves. Yeah. And, and it was so fun. And my broke, damaged brain immediately was like, who's this white guy appropriating African music for white people <laughs> to dance to in Iowa? And you're like, hold on. <laughs> Let me drop some knowledge because you're fucking you know, bullshit freedom fighter wokeness is getting in the way of the truth. So, well, it was fucking interesting to hear that because I hear that. Like, I do hear that. The point that I was trying to make was there was a time in the 80s uh, when Paul Simon was introducing people, white people, to Lady Smith of Black Mambazo, who are an African band, and then, like, Johnny Clegg and Subuka were coming out of Africa with African folk music, and there was this whole genre that everyone was opening up to called world music. That's what it was called. World music, which my dad fucking loved because he was born in India, raised in Ireland, lived in Canada. So he was like, it is the fucking world. Like, you should listen to the Beach Boys and Ravi Shankar. Yes, you should. So The American idea of calling something world music because it's not from this fucking weird self-centered island on one side of the earth is interesting to learn yeah so my point was like yeah sure like neil simon is playing african and latin rhythms but he is also using an entire fucking orchestra and backing band and giving full credence and credit to those artists that he's working with and saying here to my fan base listen to something that you don't know about yet so not appropriation hopefully you can hear it as an introduction and it also is a fucking incredible album. See, that's the other reason my brain is fucking broken right now is because everything, especially in race relations, is so fucked. It is so fucked. And so anything I hear from any time period, yep, it immediately it immediately think makes me think of appropriation, which yeah. more times than not is probably true. Well, I actually don't fucking and, know the history of Neil Simon's, you know, like working into that scene and like what, what he may have taken credit for that he shouldn't have. I'm sure like someone could actually tell me something uh-huh. about it that I don't fucking know. But the like 
the default right now is definitely like, you know, yeah, taking credit for something that's not fucking yours. Yep. And that's great to be fucking sensitive to. We should all be more sensitive. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think there's a difference between like being a a necessary bridge and a necessary like somebody who can hold the door open for things Mm -hmm. like uh, Catherine Bigelow for directing. Who's doing Wonder Woman? Oh, that's Um, Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins doing Wonder Woman and that article that was like, you know, thank God I didn't do Thor. Right. You know, and then... Uh, and then the flip of that is like gatekeepers who take all the credit. And that's what we're seeing so much of right now is credit theft. And so yeah. like that kind of well, gatekeeping gate- is dangerous. And that's where my head goes to immediately instead of like opening doors and building bridges. I would actually argue that a gatekeeper is someone who actually is, is playing a good role. A gatekeeper is a curator, is someone who introduces and that the appropriation is happening from people who aren't... Uh, as uh, poised in an authority position of authority to say like they're it's coming from the insecure idiots who don't know how to fucking well in the entertainment industry that's why you need like an agent and shit like that <laughs> is because they hold all the power unless until you make your own connections like that they make you believe that you need them because they can get you that meeting they can get you that audition they can get you that access mm-hmm. and without them and their 10 percent that they take off the top um, you'd be nothing mm-hmm. and it's a very disgusting power move in the entertainment industry to like play that gatekeeper role as power and information that you're not allowed to have. Right. Yeah. Can I give an example just while it floated into my brain of the difference between like the bad freaking like version of what I think you're thinking of versus the good version, which for me is Paul Simon with Rhythm of the Saints. Great. Iggy Azalea. Fucking, you know who Iggy Azalea is, right? Of course. White Australian showed up fucking completely, you know, took on this like persona accent you know, came into the game because I can't remember who her mentor was, but it was like a significant person and player like T.I. or whoever the fuck it was. And she gave, you know, like all of the fucking, she like sort of played the game and was like, I'm just here because I'm, you know, like I love hip hop and everything. But she was all of a sudden latched onto by the industry as someone that they could sort of like hold up as someone that everyone else was fucking comfortable with. The white people were comfortable with to hear hip hop from. Yeah. That's fucking bullshit. That's not artistry. That is like being a fucking parasitic, terrible fucking leech that's like Trojan horsing it, right? Yo, that's exactly it. As opposed to Paul Simon, who was like, hi, everyone. Look at this incredible music that I love so much. Please listen to it with me and let's celebrate that fucking awesome culture and also just go buy their music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck with them. Yeah. Fuck with them. Fucking cool. Okay. All right. Cool. Very well said. <laughs> uh, then after that is um, we're on high horses after this tech break, aren't we? I I'm, I love how I feel right now. Yeah, I'm not going to apologize for it. Cool. Um, after that is actually Peter Gabriel's passion. Okay. Um, and then the best of LCD sound system. Nice. Um, Can't read your own hand. Tom Waits. Oh, nice. Tyler's Igor. Great suggestion, Mary Jane. Hotel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, pet sounds. Which yeah. I still never heard. Fuck off. We um, gotta take some mushrooms and listen to that and yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just that's it. We just gotta do that. Yeah, I've heard all the stories surrounding it. You, and I still haven't heard the actual thing that they all exist for a very good reason. Word. We just need to actually drop some acid, probably. All right. Well I the pet sounds. Not not that this is true, but I do know that I have some. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I actually got a very fucking uh, LA delivery the other day when a very good friend who shall go unnamed, but reached out and was like, "Hey, do you want some LSD?" And uh, I was like, "Yes, but I'm fully quarantined right now and like not hanging out." And so this very good person uh, did a drop off 
uh, mailbox drop off. That's the move. Yep. Hell yes. It's a handwritten note. Really? Yep. That's so nice. Fucking dope. Fucking dope. So, thank so you. dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take that. USPS. I already took it. It's already oh. taken. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have it anymore. <laughs> um, and then after that is um, Father of the Bride. Oh, that's uh, Vampire Weekend. Oh, yeah. Yo, talk about some acid dancing. That fucking album. That's a lot. So they have a lot to um, thank Paul Simon for. I that can hear sound, that. That Vampire Weekend sound that I'm sure a lot of people are like, yeah, that fucking white. It's like pluck <laughs> it's Like thump. that white, yeah, that, you know, and it's kind of like those white kids who are taking African rhythms for sure. Yeah, There's it's definitely, pluck thump. Yeah. I'm going to coin that. Pluck them. Pluck them. Okay, but it's also fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, it And is. if you ever see them in concert on Psychedelics, it's one of the best things ever. I don't know their guitar player's name, but oh, watching him lose, just be inside of the pocket like that is like inspiring as hell. He's got three names, and the first one's Brian, I think. Okay, and word. he's the most Fuck. amazing. The guitar solos. Oh, man, I don't want to talk about things. People are like, we weren't there. Yeah, and it's shut like, up. I'm sorry. Everyone talks about how great Hendrix was. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why? Because he lit a... Jesus, are you psychic? Oh, is Hendrix the next Hendrix on our is list? Next. Well, yeah, because we were like, if we're going to listen to fucking Vampire Weekend, we should definitely listen to some Jimi Hendrix. Man, and then um, Metallica's Injustice for All. Yep. James Brown. Okay. And then someone again who I've never heard, Robin. Oh, call your girlfriend. Call the whole thing off. You know it. I don't know it. And it you, sounds like a. You met somebody new. It's like it that. It sounds fun. Call your girlfriend. You've heard it. You've heard it. What's up, boo? I just wanted to call you because Robin told me. No, to. she's telling. She's saying, call your girlfriend and tell her you're breaking up with her because now you met me in your mind. Oh damn, Robin! Yeah, dude, don't fucking try for to go for Robin when you've never even heard the song. I wasn't. I was playing with you. Oh, I thought you were trying to say that you thought it was. I did date a Robin. Good. Ooh. I did her on and off for like two years mm-hmm. in St. Louis and then in college. Um, in St. Louis, it was because we were both in St. Louis. And then in college, like she would drive and come visit me. Oh, and um, was yeah. that good, huh? Uh, actually, yeah, I would say so. It was cool. fucking cool. She was rad. I met her at a rave. She had like piercings all over and a big nose ring. And I was like, finally, somebody who doesn't like look like me. She you had know? a door knocker, yeah, huh? Yeah, fucking huge door knocker, cool as hell fun hair and we dated on and off for a long time so i have a soft spot for robins in my heart shout out robin yeah Yeah. she introduced me to like the rave culture and that's what i was deeply missing in my life Mm. was not only um for me taking molly and just like resetting in that way also but just everyone doing their own thing nobody giving a fuck there's no such thing as like the popular people at the rave there was no such thing as like everyone looking at what you were doing why and how everyone was just there for themselves and it was the first time in my life that i felt um i felt like i i wasn't self-conscious like everyone was looking at me and yeah. judging me you found the plur what's that it's the rave credo peace love unity and raving, maybe. I can't remember what plur is, but it's P-L-U-R. Oh, okay, word. And it's just everyone's fucking accepted. It's like radical acceptance. Radical self-expression and radical acceptance. That's it. That's yeah. And I fell hard for Robin because of her introducing me to the ability to like get to know myself. That's yeah. a deep way of saying it, but it's true. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's a huge thing at EDC that I really loved. Like I'd been, uh, you know, to like 
tons of like raves and warehouse shit and you know Burning Man and all that kind of stuff but I'd never been to a festival that was dedicated to EDM and Plur mm-hmm. and the cool thing about EDC is how they make it super fucking accessible like the ADA level at that festival I've never seen anything like it they make sure everyone can arrive everyone can get to all of the stations there's access for everyone at all the stages it's really fucking cool no shit yeah wow that is so different than every other where where you know like the cards are kept close to the chest and it's like you don't want to be with the riffraff yeah. you want to be here because of your socioeconomic and it's like fuck off yeah it's about being together at that festival that's at least tough. what i've seen of it yeah fucking right yeah, that's damn fucking yo dope. robin yeah robin nice. is right uh, what else? I am, I'm what sorry. Else? I, I feel like an elitist on this app because I just stayed off of a screen for 48 hours. I'm like, here's what it's all about. And I've got this and I figured that. And it's, it's just not true. It's fucking great, though. And I think like one of the things that I feel strongly about is that it reset my infected brain. Like mm-hmm. it kind of like drained whatever it was that was hurting my head that I want to do this again. Like I really actually want to kind of institute it as a, uh, like a regular maybe weekend thing. Oh, cool. Like no screen Saturdays for myself. Oh, I would join you on that. You want to? And just say like, like we finish usually our weekend. We're recording on Friday. You like send out all of your emails, maybe do like whatever Friday hang you're doing with your friends and then just kind of let everyone know like I'm off screens on Saturday I'm not going to text I'm not going to email I'm not on social media like anyone gives a fuck if I'm on Instagram or not but like you know I made fun of you at first for posting I'm taking a break <laughs> and I was yeah and it's I, like who the fuck cares and no, just take and a because every break. time I well what it is is yeah because every time I see someone do that where it's like sorry to announce but I'm off Facebook for yeah. at least a month. And it's I'm like, annoying. well, then fucking leave. Get out of here. Shut up. Yeah, don't let the door hit you on the way out. But when I posted <laughs> but when I posted it, it wasn't for anyone else. And I did feel stupid and lame because yeah. of all of it. But it was a it was a promise to myself and that and it was a stamp of I have to do this now. Yeah. And it, and it made it real. So putting it out into the world was an active choice to actually do it. And I couldn't make fun of you anymore because I was like, no, that's why that's why it's important to do for me was because now it's it's active. Yeah. Now you gotta say it out loud and then once you've said it out loud, you can't you can't be on social media the next day. Or I mean you can do whatever. Hey, the- hey guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. You gotta do whatever the fuck you want. But like I think that's part of it. So it's a good m- reminder to for me to like you know, take into account that when I see people say they're taking a break and I think like, well, just fucking do it. It is actually that moment of just you have to say it out loud so that you're holding yourself accountable publicly. Yes. That's all. That's really it. So shout out to everyone who's ever posted that they're taking a break. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if I ever yeah. judged you for it. It is fucking great. It was two days. I'd like to do every Saturday or what, you know, once a week, however that fucking works, um, because I do feel significantly calmer i feel better prepared to face the day tomorrow and like get back to work and actually have a productive work week hopefully yeah I, there's the i wouldn't be able to work without this because mm-hmm. i'd be trying to work today but i'd be back on my fucking phone yeah I, what the cool thing was i got as soon as i posted that i did get um quite a few texts and dms from people who were saying like yes do that like i didn't respond to anyone because i was like no because now i'm on my phone responding and it's i'm disproving it before it even started so i didn't write to anyone but the fact that so many people were like yo i feel that um is a testament and it shows that like yeah all of our brains are infected right now yeah it's undeniable do you want to hear the movies oh yeah the 10 movies yeah yes yo yo 
It's okay. interesting how many movies <laughs> that we chose happen to have themes that everybody is going through right now. That I, was a fucking trip. Yeah. Right? It was pretty neat. What's, what was the six feet apart thing on? Uh, I don't know. Wally? Yeah, I feel like Wally. Okay, so the movies um, that we chose, the 10 were uh, Extraction, Clue, Death Becomes Her, Gosford Park, Ready Player One, Wally, Moonstruck, Tommy Boy, Billy Madison, and The Little Mermaid. <laughs> it's like a really weird little window into yeah. what we thought we might possibly want in, <laughs> yeah. in two days. Yeah. But so, a good fucking like spread. I think it's a great variety. Yeah. 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 Because when you, we chose The Little Mermaid to start, mm-hmm. and you were like, I'm going to sing along. I hope um, you don't mind. Uh, <laughs> I the I think the the songs and Ursula are the parts that I love the most because yeah. the story is trash. Trash. Fucking trash. trash. That thing does not hold up at all. Well, the craziest thing about it not holding up is that it's based on a Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale, which you know, obviously does fucking hold up because it's a fucking amazing fairy tale that everyone knows. But the thing about the fairy tale that got, you know, changed by Disney is that the mermaid is in terrible pain the whole time that she's on land with her little feet, you know. Oh, like every step is like... Knives in her feet. Oh, okay. And then at the end, the prince marries the other woman and she dies. The little mermaid mermaid turns into seafoam. Oh, that's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You ain't coming back from that. Terrible and sad. Very tragic. And And the lesson is... Don't... I don't know. Don't, don't change for don't marry outside don't. your clan. Oh Jesus! <laughs> no, what, no. I mean, it's you know, like Hans also... Christian Clanderson. No. Oh no. <laughs> what are you doing? No, I mean it's a gorgeous, gorgeous, very sad tale of you know doomed romance or whatever uh, that uh, Disney took and made into this like iconic, very well loved thing that I thought I was going to really enjoy again. Turns out bunch of fucking bullshit it's bullshit eric is a toxic douche bro <laughs> yes uh ursula rocks she's the best one in it yeah ariel's okay but you know her ideas but are she's just... not active at all yeah she's oh just, that's not fair she's yes, just she moony <laughs> but uh Sebastian's and the dad great. and the dad is oh the dad's great you like triton him? Yeah. yeah i you do like the dad i do i have a very soft spot for him because when i saw the little mermaid that was my dad. Yeah. Like just trying to be stern and do his best for his daughter and lead by example, but also like low key, just heartbroken all the time. Like I just that. wanting her to, you know. So what I'm hearing you say is that everyone is awesome except for Eric, who's the hero of the story. Why would anyone want that guy? <laughs> he he does nothing. He looked out a window for the person he loves. Twice. Twice. He got one. She showed up. She had no voice. Then another one showed up with a voice. He went off with her. He's a complete <laughs> fucking, like he has muscles and blue eyes. Get the fuck out of here. He's the it was worst. so funny when like, Ariel, like Flounder, had to try and get to the boat, and she wouldn't use her legs to kick. Oh, yeah. And then you were like, you paused it, and you were like, why the fuck isn't she kicking? Yeah. Like, come on. Like, I know you don't have your mermaid tail, but you have feet. You can. You don't have to just lie on barrels and get tugged along by a little fish. Right. Ugh. And then Eric, in all of his like glory, ends up turning the boat and plugging his sharp wooden penis right through the evil witch. Oh, and yeah. And saving the day. He saves the day. He saved the day. He saves the day. He didn't do anything the whole time. Okay. And then save the day. So this is the infuriating thing about the other movie that we watched, which was Ready Player One. Right. Which we I... did a double bill. Mm-hmm. Again, it's almost the same idea of like amazing songs, but trash story. And in this case, it's like such cool action scene, you know, find a clue, get a key, 
video game shit. Gorgeous Trash visuals. Trash story. Trash. And it's an hour. A full <laughs> hour too long. It's two hours and 20 minutes and we were both like, yo, this has like nine endings. Why are we still watching this? It's so clearly not designed for me. Clearly. Obviously, I fucking know that. I'm not the target demographic. You called every twist before it happened and they all involved me hating that girl more and more as the story went on. Yeah. It, she was being set up at Artemis was being set up at every turn to be sort of like the weird low key like you can hate her while like rooting for fucking Wade or whatever his name was mm-hmm. uh, and he was dumb as rocks dumb as rocks takes all the credit at one point he's just speechifying Artemis is like in some fucking battleground oh, that like was so funny. setting fucking grenades and like H is like over there doing this and he's just like to the next level <laughs> and he's like I was like why are you shut do some you're the oh I hate it I hate it. White guy gives big speech, saves day. I mean, it was, yeah, it was really easy to not <laughs> not enjoy that. The funny part, too, was when Lena Waithe just, like, dipped, and you knew that her whole, like, Her contract was her over. Her contract was yeah. over. <laughs> She's like, thanks for the paycheck. Bye. I was like, yeah, get out of there. Get out of there. Go fucking do all of your mad cool shit and run Hollywood. But that was fucking funny. She literally, like got out before the last scene. She was like, see you later. Yeah. Okay. Peace, y'all. Yep. Yeah. Ciao. (laughs) Ready Player One. Pretty something. Yeah. I mean, it was so long. It was like Aquaman. Like, you know. But Aquaman was uh, uh, awesome. Aquaman was good because we were high and we had just seen Joker, which I fucking hated. Yeah. And it was like the perfect antidote to Joker. Like it didn't take itself seriously. It didn't try to be anything. It had something for everyone. It was gorgeous. And we were stoned. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> fair. Totally fair. Yeah. Word. What'd you think about Wally? What'd you think? I can't believe how like timely it is, especially right now with stay home mm. and me literally sitting on the couch. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to remember how to drive when this is over. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to remember what it's like to like, be a part of society, mm-hmm. stop at a green light, make a left turn. Mm-hmm. It's all so foreign to me. And so to watch Wally, which is mostly silent, except for these like beautiful robots doing what they do best, and then all the humans just like dunk 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 dunk. <laughs> I'm like, yo, that is me right now to a T. Wally is the prophecy. Mm. Yeah. I loved that movie. I, I loved everything about it except for the the uh the guy who voiced the captain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> heard <laughs> i don't yeah i just don't think that voice fit the captain yeah yeah could have been someone else could have been anyone else uh i was astonished i was absolutely astonished <laughs> at how new it felt yeah you know i remember seeing that movie when it came out in the theaters 10 years ago and just com- being completely you know we all got high as a group of friends and went and saw it and i came out in tears and was like, oh, beautiful and i didn't uh, expect it to hold up like that it all felt new. All the tech felt totally relevant and new. All the jokes felt fresh and funny. The fucking story was more fucking timely than ever. Yeah. You know? Earth is like a garbage planet and everyone's just taken to screens in space to get and away Fred from Fred Willard's the president. And I'm like, yo, Trump, come on, boy. Yeah. 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 It was fucking great. I would also say that watching those movies with you for structure reminds me about how short my attention span was a kid how short my attention span is now and how there is not a wasted scene it's like how can we show this next thing as fast as possible and move on because we have like 86 minutes tops and ready player one was two and a half hours and i'm like 
no, yeah. I don't need any of this. Just show me dope shit and let me move on with my life. Yeah. So yeah, tight as a drum, Disney. You got mm-hmm. that fucking formula on lock. Yep. Ugh. It's fucking good stuff. <laughs> it is. Well, what are we going to watch tonight? This is the end of our screen day. We got to cook some fucking delicious food and get off these computers and wrap this goddamn app up. That's right. And by no screens, we just meant email, text, and social media, not necessarily watching a movie because that doesn't count. It's a screen, but it's not a screen that engages with the outside world. I just needed to clarify that. I think that's a good asterisk. Yeah. Totally. Because um, if you've listened this far and then you hear this like hypocritical <laughs> sentence. Oh, we're like, going to go turn on go. a screen and watch a movie. Um, okay. So we're going to fucking... Well, I just like reorganized my weed shelf, so I'm really excited to fucking That's tight. smoke some weed and then cook some chicken thighs. Yeah. And watch, um, I would advocate for Moonstruck, honestly, or Gosp- Gosford Park. I want to watch Moonstruck. Bruce Willis, I'm learning, is it's not that he's underrated. He, the new, my generation and younger just doesn't see the heyday movies that he was a part of yeah but old boy has done every type of movie to the height of his ability and they're all fucking hits death becomes her moonrise kingdom die hard fucking everything he is not in moonstruck he's not no oh that's nicholas cage and Cher. nicholas cage is in moonstruck he, and he's like young he's i don't know 28 29 he's young it was the movie that kind of really broke him as a very fucking incredible actor and Cher won an oscar for it Really? I think. Or she was nominated. She might have won for Silkwood. Anyway, it's fucking, it's like the, the two of them at the fucking height, heyday. I, I can't believe there's a movie that exists that I didn't know exists where Nicolas Cage is playing across from Cher. And he has uh, no hand. What? Yeah. Yo, why are we talking? Yeah. Let's go. He's got a wooden hand. All right, let's braise this chicken and then mm-hmm. while it's braising, play a little backgammon and then while we eat chicken, watch Moonstruck to like finish out this no screen weekend strong. Oh, I like this so much. Fuck yes. Okay. Oh my God, a no handed Nick. All right. Yeah. This is dope. It is fucking dope. Uh, fucking thanks everyone for listening. This has been the Weed and Grub No Tech. Mm hmm. Uh, mini, which that actually kind of turned into a maxi. Oh yeah, uh, a little maxi pod. A little maxi maxi pod. <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, Brain is still mush. Follow us at Weed and Grub on Instagram and email us at weed wg at to be in touch. When we were back on everything, we will get back to you all the time because I love social media and email. I do love it, but I'm definitely oh. about to like cut down mad, mad, mad amounts. It's good. Everything yeah. in a little bit of moderation. Bonjante, entendre. No, 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 no. What's the Little Mermaid song? That's a Les poissons, les poissons. Hee, hee, hee. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>